Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 139 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Don Mark, at your tank on Twitter slash X. I'm here joined by Mr. Colin Byersdorf. Colin, how you doing, buddy? I am doing great. Thank you for asking, Dylan. What about <laughs> you? No one ever asks you how you're doing. I'm doing pretty good. I could be doing a lot better if uh, some rumors weren't swirling around about some Auburn commits. And Auburn, of course, picks up a, another transfer portal acquisition, but more on Auburn's first one in a minute. I want to say thank you all to everyone who has been commenting. Got Riley M., Gracie Skywalker, Auburn Dad for Life, AJ, Teresa, Chris, and everybody else who is here that has not commented on the stream quite yet. Uh, welcome to the live stream. Uh, by the shirt. Uh, but yeah, of course. Uh, starting off, uh, Auburn, you know, I'm just going to go with the most recent news. Auburn finally got their first transfer portal acquisition of the offseason as Georgia State wide receiver Robert Lewis has announced his transferring to Auburn University. And I think that was probably about an hour ago when it happened. Could be, I, I believe that's when it happened because I was driving. Yeah, I saw it was about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, the five foot eleven, one hundred eighty five pound uh, speed threat out of Atlanta uh, finished on uh, finished with seventy catches for eight hundred and seventy seven yards and seven touchdowns as well. Was also third team All Sun Belt Conference. Uh, great pickup for a team that needs wide receivers and wide receivers bad. Yeah, I'm excited just to get anyone in, um, just some fresh faces. I I looked at. His game versus Charlotte, which he had like 200 yards and a, a touchdown, and he almost had a second one. He got stopped right at the goal line for like a big 50-yard pickup. Um, but it was he, he had some go routes. So he's got some speed on him, which is exciting. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully he's a lot better than the other the other home run uh, threat that we were expecting to see <laughs> from uh, one Jair Shorter uh, coming in from North Texas last year. So hopefully, you know, wide receivers can come in uh, from the transfer portal and then you know be as advertised. Uh, good pickup, nonetheless. Uh, back-to-back off-seasons where Auburn has hunted after a Georgia State wide receiver in the portal, uh, last year being Jamari Thrash, who went to Louisville. But now Auburn officially hits one and gets Robert Lewis. And I see James Burnett's in the chat. What's up, James? Uh, he has to – I know he has to so – he's like, what's good? Not the, it's, uh, it's a very – Lovely wet Sunday here uh, at the College Loop. Uh, and other stuff that's been going around a lot uh, is the quarterback room. Who is going to be the starting quarterback in 2024 for the Auburn Tigers? Colin, you got a, got any predictions? I, I honestly have no clue. I've been following it. I'm definitely not as close as you, but I've seen Cam Ward starting to become the front runner is what it seems like to me. Um I love the Cougs. Go Cougs. So excited to, to see that. But um, I know we're in his top four, allegedly. Uh, yes, we are in the top. There, I think it was listed as there are four teams with a legit chance to get Cam Ward. And it's Auburn, Florida State, USC, and Miami. And, of course, Florida State, a team who should have been in the college football playoff. Uh, USC, a team who has a defense away from being good enough to potentially be a higher than seven win team, 
and Miami, who is officially Tyler Van Dykeless uh, for the first time in, I think, a century. Uh, Cam Ward would be a instant impact quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, everywhere he's been, he's been good, uh, especially when he was at Incarnate Word. Uh, last year, uh, 3,735 yards passing on 25 touchdowns at seven interceptions, 66.6 completion percentage, also ran the ball uh, for 144 yards and eight touchdowns on the ground as well. And don't let the 144 yards fool you. Uh, he was sacked 39 times last season, and he has been sacked 135 times in his career. Uh, dude has never even sniffed a good offensive line. Yeah, well, I I would say a couple years ago he'd fit in fit in here well, but we're starting to get a little little offensive line stacked up, so maybe he'll have protection. Yeah, and it would be awesome if he were to commit to Auburn. I think that that would be he's got one more year left of eligibility. I uh, would be a very good bridge quarterback going from uh, what we what we have currently to Walker White in 2025. I'm on the fence on how I feel about if Auburn didn't get a transport quarterback, what it would be like if Peyton Thorne came back for a second year. Like, I, I don't think it'd be that like detrimentally bad. If I don't think it'd be detrimental, but I mean, we've said it time and time again, Peyton Thorne will not win you games, but he won't lose you games. And so I'm looking for a guy that can come in and win us some games. Yeah. Cause I'm looking at Auburn. Auburn has three choices, and Hugh Freeze has three choices going into this offseason, going into 2024 season. It's do you stick with Peyton Thorne another year and get Walker White ready, and don't even think about getting to the transport quarterback? Do you get the transport quarterback and hope that 2024 you can start picking up some slack that you had from this year with your constant quarterback rotation that you had at the start of the season, or? do you throw the true freshman out into the fire and let Walker White just come on and see if he can have a Bo Nix-esque freshman of the year type season uh, and just completely base all everything off of his first year? Uh, and I think that's like that's pretty much what every single team in the country is is dealing with. Uh, is, do you stick with your guy? Do you get a transportal guy? Or do you go with the, with the highly touted recruit coming in? Uh, right now, I'm on the fence. Uh, I'm on the side of I would love it if Cam Ward uh, decided to come come to Auburn, especially because Cam Ward is a star-studded quarterback who, if he were to come, that would do wonders for receivers who want to come to Auburn in 2024. Because uh, I, I think what once Peyton Thorne committed to Auburn, uh, they wide receivers started like transferring in. I think after Peyton Thorne got announced. I want to say Caleb Burton and Jair Shorter were some of the wide receivers we kind of heard after Peyton Thorne because they just – it's like we don't know who's going to be a wide receiver and that's going to throw the ball to us. And once Peyton Thorne came along, wide receivers kind of figured out that, you know what, they got a guy now. Uh, and, you know, for hindsight being twenty twenty, of course. Uh, but if you get a guy who's a top ten quarterback in the country – I think that speaks volumes to people who are still looking or, or, or that you're hoping to bring in, like uh, i.e. Uh, Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman, uh, all the wide receivers in this class as well, Michael Simmons, Bryce Kane, and wide receivers that you're hoping you can grab uh, that you could hope to flip because this class is not even close to being filled up yet. And what Auburn is currently, I believe, still twenty or still eleventh. In the country, uh, with signing early signing day is a mere ten days away, Colin. Yeah, yeah it's gonna it's be funny. it's gonna be a fun one. Um, I've not been like genuinely excited for a, a signing day in quite some time, and I am excited for this early signing day. Well, you were also around during like peak Brian Harson, where where early signing day was fun, and then signing day was. Nothing. Yeah, no one. Yeah, it was like <laughs> uh, but I mean we're we're again one point out twelve we're twelve days away from the year anniversary of the college loop. And our first episode was covering that first Hugh Freeze class that signed on early signing day. And that was the day where I was not aware I had my phone in my hand on Canva, or no, my phone was on Twitter, my laptop was on Canva, and I was constantly going back and forth cutting out different players putting them on a graphic and saying we signed this guy because we signed i believe like it felt like 20 
but I think it was like 12 to 15 uh, on that first early signing day. So a lot of fun early signing day is. Uh, it'd be awesome if Auburn could add to that by getting a star-studded quarterback in Cam Ward. Uh, but with that being said. Connor, I hope Hugh Freeze makes you work this year. That's all I'm going to say. I, I mean, I, I it sounds like I'm complaining about it. It really does. But nothing makes me more excited in my life than looking at the future of Auburn football and seeing light at the end of the tunnel, seeing a bright future for what Hugh Freeze can bring and, and what uh, and what this class can turn into. Because right now you're looking at it, uh, if if Auburn can swing like an LJ McCray and still retain some of these wide receivers, I mean, this class is going to be awesome. Th- this has a chance to be one of the highest rated classes in, in, in Auburn football history. Because you already have two five star, two, two four, two, yeah, two five stars with Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson. You have a guy who should be a five star in Jamonta Waller, and another guy who I believe LJ McCray is either a high four star as well. Uh, if you could swing those, like retain all of that, recruiting is half of it pitching your pitching the future of your program, and the rest of it is retaining those guys after they commit to your program. Uh, that's why I do not envy people who are constantly in the recruiting world. Uh, I try to follow it as close as possible, but it definitely is a chore and a half. But Jamonta Waller, if he, he's also been – did you see the Twitter pictures of Jamonta Waller and LJ McRae? I think so. It was a little graphic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. I think so. I think I saw some people make it, their, uh, make it their Twitter header, and the guy is not even committed yet. Yeah, people were like, we got to come up with a nickname for these, this duo coming off the edge. Well, it's also Auburn has a chance to do the best thing ever and bring in like three dynamic duos at each position. Uh, and being, you know, Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman, you know, also alongside Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons. And I don't think Ryan Williams is a feasible like grab. I still think he he's going to reclassify to 2024 and play at Alabama. I don't think Auburn gets Ryan Williams. And I'm not upset with that. Uh, I would love it if Auburn were to, you know, steal another five-star from Alabama. But I think Ron Williams is out of the question. So definitely should just stick to keeping Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman uh, close to home by that, meaning Auburn. Uh, also, if you bring in the, if you can bring in, uh, like I just said, Elgin McCray and uh, Jamonta Waller, you load up your defensive line for three to four years. Uh, and then also offensive line wise, uh, Cohen Eccles, four star interior offensive lineman, one of the best uh, interior offensive linemen in the 2024 class. Also, looking Auburn's way, so Auburn has the chance to beef to fix their wide receiver core, to beef up their D line's future, and to fix the crappy offensive line play that we've had for the past five years. It's. <laughs> It'd be the best thing ever just to see the entire future of Auburn put into one class that's going to be awesome. And I envy the fact that you're going to be like right on scene for all of this stuff uh, there in in the Eagle Eye studio, I believe. Or will you be? Are you going to be at Eagle Eye for early signing day or not? I should be. Yeah, it's going to be a great sports night in Auburn. (laughs) Yes. Covering. Covering all of those players who are going to sign, uh, I'm still unsure if Auburn's going to be able to get KJ Bolden because that would also be a hell of a grab for Hugh Freeze if he were to get KJ Bolden. I believe he is. I know he's still committed to Florida State, but I know that Auburn and Georgia have been trying to get him. Yeah, Kirby's going after him crazy, is what I've heard. Because I know Hugh Freeze had the the sit-in dinner, and then right after Hugh left, it was Kirby Smart having his dinner. So it's Kirby been busy Smart, in the Bolden house. Kirby household. Smart and Will Muschamp. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Will Muschamp, this is such a tangent right now, but when I saw that photo of them, the selfie, I thought Will Muschamp was, what's his name? Justin Lee. Genuinely thought it was Justin Lee. Uh, Auburn, Auburn beat writer having a dinner with Kirby Smart and K.J. Bolden would be absolutely awesome. Yeah, I was like, what in the world? And I was like, oh, that's must champ. Yeah, that must be double, doubly painful for you to see your the formal co- former coach you used to root for added on to a former defensive coordinator that 
didn't do that well at Auburn as either. Either it's like, well, I guess you don't really remember. You wouldn't remember Will Muschamp as Auburn's defense coordinator in like 2015, 2016, would you? Not really. I know he made the stop there, but I wasn't tuned in on Auburn back then. But I I knew him at at UF, and it was tough there. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I don't know if it was. It was tough for me. People will say he was he was a good defensive coordinator when he was at Auburn. He just didn't have the players, but he didn't really do much to improve. Uh, but he was a good gateway or a good bridge coordinator to uh, Kevin Steele, who lucked out with getting Derek Brown and. And Marlon Davidson. Uh, still When's he getting the head coaching job? Is he, like, for real getting looked at to leave Bama or no? Kevin Steele? Yeah. Not a soul in the world should be looking at Kevin Steele and thinking he's going to be a good a good, good head coach. Well, there's there was one school that did a couple uh, years ago. Inter, interim different. Dif, different interim. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that – was that the – was that the – which bowl game was that? Was that – um, was that Northwestern? It was no, it was not. It was uh, <laughs> it was Houston, right? This when we lost in the Birmingham Bowl. No, that was Brian Harson's first year. It was the year year before. Okay, I don't um, know if we made a bowl in that year. In twenty twenty, I think we didn't because it was weird COVID rules. I could no, be we tripping. did. We did because like ever since people didn't play or people were, we got like a got in at five and five or something, and Gus Malzahn got fired after Mississippi State. And then, if someone knows what bowl game we were in, I was gonna say someone in the chat's got to help us out. Yeah, someone, someone in the chat's got to help us out with what bowl game Dalton played in the COVID year, uh, because that that game right there told me that you should not <laughs> don't hire Kevin Still as a head coach. He's a good bridge defensive coordinator to someone who needs a good defensive coordinator. Uh, I'm also not very highly uh, fond of Kevin Steele whatsoever. Uh, yeah, there we go, Jimmy Carter. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, we yeah, lost. You're right. That was a Northwestern game. Yeah, that was the game I did not watch. I remember. I remember vividly not watching that game. Just out of anger. Uh, it wasn't out of anger. It was because I would have rather watched anything else than Auburn play in the Citrus Bowl uh, against Northwestern. I think I chose to watch the Cincinnati Georgia game instead because I was and because I was like, this is more enjoyable than Auburn playing Northwestern. And then I looked at the look at the score and I saw that Auburn was down by like twenty. I was like, I made a good choice. I made a very good choice. Cincinnati almost beat Georgia. So close. But, yeah, 10, 10 days away from early signing day, Auburn looking to sign a couple of guys. Uh, I, I don't know. I would love to know how many of these people were planning on uh, signing. I know Perry Thompson announced that he he didn't really announce that he was doing it, but he did announce uh, 10 days for early signing day. So I do believe he's going to be a signee on there and it is baffling to me with just to keep it on Perry Thompson for a second. The fact that Bama fans seem to think like, I don't, I don't know what's going on in Perry Thompson's head. No one knows. What go, no one outside of Perry Thompson and maybe people very close to him know what's going on in his head. But yeah. the Bama fans on the other side of the state, I remember very vividly a couple of days ago uh, before any of these Rumors got leaked by, I believe, Bama Burners. I don't know who exactly said all this stuff about potentially him flipping. But if if he if Bama fans cannot look at a guy that they had just been talking about for a week, for weeks, for months, uh, since he committed, since he flipped, you cannot look at look at that guy and say he's not good enough for you. He's, he's like he's not he's not ready for Bama. He's not he's not built for Bama. He's not good enough for us. You can't say that. And then as soon as people like split up a rumor about him potentially flipping, you can't turn around and say, "Oh well, yeah, here here we go. We got our guy. We got our number one wide receiver right here. Our future future of the program next whoever." You can't say all that. You cannot f- flip your opinion on a guy you just spent the entire summer talking crap about. It's just major levels of coping. Like they lose a recruit to us and lose their mind. And so they've got to make him out to be the worst person possible unless unless they can get him back, in which case he's he's amazing again. Um, I, really hope, I really hope he has like so many of those tweets say like bookmarked. Yeah. He, he just signs with Auburn uh, just on that, day, on that day and just posts all the bookmarked tweets he might have of Bama fans calling him crap. He, did he visit Bama this week, or was that real, or was that not real? 
Because I saw I a lot heard, about that. I haven't heard anything about him doing that. I know his recruitment. I, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't think that Perry Thompson's going anywhere. Um, yeah. I saw Greg put this in the chat, but and he's right on the money. He's been recruiting other players to come to Auburn way too hard to just jump ship at the last second. Yeah, and I mean they have the whole thing with the Fab Five. Like, why if if Ryan Williams stays stays with Alabama? Because I mean Ryan Williams was wearing a Bama towel at during their state championship game. Like that's mm-hmm. why I, I'm okay with the Fab Five turning into the Fab Four. Like, I I I'm think cool Bryce, Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons are going to be good. They they're You're not, not going to get everyone exactly. But it helps. Like two, having two five-star wide receivers in an A class is outrageous. And every, like, that cannot be understated. Three would be like unheard of, especially for Auburn. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're getting eighty percent of the Fab Five. I'm not. I'm not upset with that. That's a <laughs> no. B. Exactly. Uh, and it's it's just again, it's just so baffling that they're just so okay with bashing a high schooler. Because they think that, oh, well, we didn't want them anyways. Yeah, 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 they did. Yeah, they did. Y'all just a- after after Cam Coleman committed to Texas A and M, I was I believe that was was that before Perry Thompson flipped when he when he. Uh, I want to say yes because I that was the this summer was all just recruiting and it was all Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson constantly. Yeah. I remember that Perry Thompson flipped while I was in Macon, Georgia, for at a baseball game, and I was over there just freaking out at an arcade trying to make a graphic. But I, that happened, and I remember they just sit there and talked all this crap about the fact that we weren't getting a wide receiver. We got they're like we got Perry Thompson. They y'all didn't get Cam Coleman. He he was he was the future. He was the next Julio Jones <laughs> to them yeah. at that moment. Not anymore. Now he's trash. Now he's just another bad Auburn receiver. This is all you're good for is terrible wide receivers. It, it shut up, shut up. <laughs> they just don't do anything to make themselves make that fan base any more likable than what they do. And here you go. We got Riley M's comment. I'm going to pull up <laughs> double standards. Nick had him riding in his car, but he wasn't any good. Is there any saying Nick not going after the right guys? They doubt the great Saban now. I mean, ask anybody after the Georgia game, uh, or after the, after the Texas game. I, I was gonna I, say you're I, missing him. People, people were uh, wanting to have been fired. They wanted him. They're like, he just needs to go to his beach house and retire. That was all I saw after that Texas game. Well, I know some. It was uh, the J- Jalen Hurts, uh, the year that he got benched, like the summer between the Tua championship and Week One. It, a lot of hate between uh, Bama fans and Jalen Hurts. Like they didn't care about Jalen Hurts. They hated Jalen Hurts because he was the guy who almost cost them that championship game. And yeah, they gave him a, they gave him a standing ovation at like the UL Lafayette game. Cool. Y'all y'all hated him. They hated him. They hated Jalen Hurts. They respected him for staying, but they didn't hate. They didn't like him. They didn't want him at quarterback. They didn't want to see him on the field. That that fan base does, does not appreciate the talent that they are given. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, and sometimes I don't even know if it's their fault. If you just have sustained success for that long, it's like you probably come to expect greatness. It's it's their fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have officially talked more about Bama than I want to uh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on from from that, I don't think Auburn is going to lose Perry Thompson. I think this recruiting class is. I mean, if you – we I've done the math. If you get KJ or LJ, uh, you move up in the top seven. I believe top five. Uh, if you get KJ, you're, for, like, locked for five. If you get KJ and LJ, you're four. And I haven't done the math with Cohen. Auburn has a – not a, I don't want I don't want to say a high chance, just to, just to book a little bit. But Auburn has a good chance to finish with a top three recruiting class. Yeah, I might I might not bug with you as hard there. Top ten is one thousand percent obtainable. Um, 
And if you do that in Hugh's first full year on the Plains and he comes in with a top 10 recruiting class, um, pulling five stars away from the likes of Bama, Texas A&M, and Florida State, like that is A+. a plus. I mean, I, I think plus, 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 plus. I, I think it's like when you get you get 100 and get bonus points. Uh, but if I were to rank them, I would say the most likely, like if I were to, like putting LJ, KJ, and Cohen uh, Eccles, who I think are Auburn's like top three uh, recruits right now uh, that they're trying to, you know, get to commit. Uh, I would say LJ is probably the most likely to flip from Florida, uh, especially with Jamonta Waller. Uh, two, I'd say Cohen Eccles. Uh, three, I'd say KJ Bolden. And just throw in another one, I just, I'm just not, uh, I just don't think Ryan Williams is, is going to flip his commitment. I think he's reclassifying to 24 and then, and then going to Bama. I, which you can't get upset with that. Yeah. Retweet everything you just said. I think you're on the money there. And with in the in light of Auburn bringing in players and as in high schoolers and transfer portal players, Auburn also gained the commitment of a high schooler, a, another wide receiver from Central Phoenix City, and three-star wide receiver Dylan Gentry. Uh, again, from Central Phoenix City, three-star wide receiver, five foot nine, one fifty-five. I didn't really find a lot on this on this kid. Uh, he's from Central Phoenix City, who and he committed to Auburn. So I think he's going to be more of a walk-on. Yeah, that was my first thought was, is he going to be a scholarship player or is he going to be a walk-on? I feel like he might be, like, depending on who we get, like that last, like, one or two scholarships might get thrown his way. Um, but I see more of a walk-on in his future, admittedly. Yeah, because I'm trying to pull up his 24-7. I, he's – so he's a three-star on their normal ranking system, but composite. He's not ranked. Uh, he has three schools listed, and he's two offers. from. He doesn't have an offer from Auburn, so there you go. Uh, but he committed, uh, chose Auburn over Albany State and Florida A&M. Uh, I'm glad he came to Auburn. I, I The walk-up, we love the walk-ons here at the College Loop. We yes, love 100%. They're on the team too, y'all. Exactly. If he wants, if he wants to hop on, hop on the loop at any time, talk ball. He has an open invite, uh, as do all of the walk-ons and all the players on the team. Uh, we appreciate anybody who is willing to hop on the loop. But yeah, Dylan Gentry, uh, again, five foot nine, one fifty-five, three-star wide receiver. Auburn getting two receivers from Central Phoenix City. I, I thought that was fun. I was like little little journey journeyman with them. They'll they'll go play high school together and then. Chip off to college. Like they could be roommates. Honestly, <laughs> I will say it is is the, is the curse broken officially? Is uh, is Auburn finally able to recruit out of out of Phoenix City? I think so. I feel like that that has been repaired. You know, I I've, I'm watching the Heisman this past week. I feel like nothing bad was said about Auburn um, from the Knicks family, which is always good. Um, it wasn't like all like sunshine and roses, but it was nothing trashing us. Like it was all what happened. Yeah, uh, I appreciate them for kind of saying that they appreciated their the, the, the Bonics appreciated his time at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I know it did not end the best way, and I know that Auburn fans did not really like Bonics all that much. I never had anything bad to say about Bonics. Uh, I was I was really rooting for him to win the Heisman. I did think I do think the best the best player did win. Uh, the award. Uh, that's just how the Heisman works. I know people were saying he's like the worst Heisman winner ever, which I don't understand. That's crazy. He's uh, not even the worst for like the past like three, four years. Mark Ingram has a Heisman Trophy award. Um, so I, I would I would have taken Toby Gerhardt. I just want – there have been two Bama running backs who have stolen the award <clears> from <throat> from better Stanford running backs. Just saying. Christian McCaffrey should have won it. Toby Gerhardt should have won it. And you said last couple, last three, four years. I'm trying to think of think back that. I far. mean, I I genuinely think that Jaden Daniels had a better year than Bryce Young did in his Heisman year, but I might I, have to go back and educate myself on that. But just off vibes alone, didn't he have a better year than than Joe Burrow? No, I think stat wise, outside of you know, passing yards. 
But I think I think, I think Burrow had more touchdowns too. Totally. He also won uh, the championship. Well, individual. I, yes, I. I know. So, so you said three, four years. I'm going back that far. Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, Devontae, uh, Devontae, Burrow, Kyler Murray, Burrow, Kyler. I mean, I would take Jake Daniels over Kyler Murray. Hate me if you want. I don't know about that one. I'm just saying. I will agree I, to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have your opinion. I, I would take Jalen Hurts over, over both, I will say. Oklahoma. People in the chat, worst Heisman past 10 years. Worst, and yeah. And why? <laughs> worst Heisman Trophy winner ever. And why is it uh, – crap, who won, who won it uh, from, like, Nebraska – that very the not Charlie. I was gonna say Charlie Ward. It's like the worst, worst Heisman Trophy like stat. They had like what three? Are yeah, you talking about Eric Crouch? Yes, I'm talking about Eric Crouch. There we go. Because he's the one that comes to my mind. It was like it's like him and like Jason White. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma just got lucky with with Jason White winning it, and then Eric Crouch, Eric Crouch just did not deserve it. But yeah, worst Heisman winner that y'all have ever watched in person. I'm gonna ask ask that and let y'all uh, let y'all. Get that. Also, someone entering the portal from Auburn again. Marquise Gilbert entered the transfer portal, I believe, a couple of days ago. Uh, he's the seventh uh, person, seventh player from Auburn to enter the transfer portal, uh, losing out in a safety. He got one tackle in 2023. One. Meaning, out of all the players that have left the portal on the defensive side of the ball, Auburn has lost. Five tackles off of the box score. You should tweet that out again. <laughs> it did numbers. I can't lie. It did. It did numbers. Uh, but yeah, I think five tackles Auburn has lost, and then also have lost. Uh, what was the? I'm trying to remember the count after Tyler Fromm entered the portal. Uh, like 160 something yards uh, receiving. Wasn't a lot. I'm I'm not <clears throat> I'm not upset with the players who have entered the portal. I, I think. Oh, Colin, CJ, CJ, uh, or AJ said Chris Wanky. Yeah, um, that's it, probably a, a fair take. Hitting you in the Florida nerves. Well, that's Florida State. Is Chris Wanky? I thought Wanky was Florida. No, uh, Danny Werfel is probably the guy you're thinking of. Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm. I don't think Auburn has lost a single person through the portal that we're going to miss. No, I mean, I wish them all well wherever they they end up. But in terms of like our top talent, it's all staying in house. We're not having a mass exodus like you, you're seeing at other places like Florida. Um, I, we're doing good in the portal so far. As long as we keep our people and bring more in, it's all good. And speaking of retention, I mean, Keontae Scott. Uh, rumor mills are flying about him potentially sticking around for another year. Yeah, he's he's one of my personal favorites, so I really hope he comes back. But if he goes and tries his his try at the draft, I will not be mad either. Um, I wish all the best for him. Because I mean, I think uh, I think whenever the Senior Bowl invitations went out, I think he he got an invitation, but he hasn't mm-hmm. accepted it. I think it was uh, Simp, DJ, and Nehemiah all accepted theirs, and Keontae got an invite, but he did not. Accept it. So I think the rumor mills are swirling. I think they're going to be right. I think I think Keontae Scott's going to stay. And I mean, I'm ecstatic about another year of Keontae Scott. Uh, Love he, me some icy Kai, dude. If he he was going to get drafted if he left anyways. Uh, but for him to stay another year and to beef up the defense to be like a he's going to be a leader on that defense. Uh, he already was this year. Uh, how, I'm trying to remember how many games he missed. He missed a like lot. One four or five games and he's yeah. still one of the top top tacklers on the team dude's gonna be a stud uh when he makes when he goes to the nfl but hopefully he decides to stay for another year because auburn's losing a lot of experience in the secondary and it would be very nice if he were to were to stay for another year but do the best for, do uh, what's best for your career uh because no matter if you stay and play if you stay in and remain good, or if you go to the NFL and play good, it makes Auburn look even better. Uh, so, Keontae, do, do, do what you do best and help us out. Hope, 
he'll probably make more money here. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, what Marvin Harrison Jr. got like offered like $25 million if he stayed at Ohio State for another year. Yeah, it's crazy. I I wouldn't blame him if he stayed another year. Would not. Don't even know who's starting quarterback for him. Uh, but yeah, that's, I believe, all I have for football news. Uh, before we move on to basketball and Auburn's huge win over the Indiana Hoosiers, former Blue Blood of basketball, uh, losing to a current Blue Blood of the sport. Uh, Colin, how you feeling? Dude, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I need I need some I need a shirt. Dude, I have the perfect shirt for you. I have it on for once. Yes, the, the do show it off. The Feeling Loopy College Loop branded or poor branded T-shirt. It is the most comfortable T-shirt you were ever going to wear. It comes up in five different colorways. You got it in black, Heather Black, Midnight Heather Gray, Navy, and Heather Navy. Shirt's only $25 on the warpoor.com. Go to their shop. It's on the first page. So once you go to the shop, it's right there. And if also, if you don't want to type it in the search bar, of course, you have it in the link in the description below. Get your own Feeling Loopy t-shirt. Again, it is going to be the most comfortable shirt you are ever going to wear in your entire life. Holiday season's coming up, so go ahead and get your family something special. Get them something they're going to love. And nothing describes that more than the College Loop or Poor Branded t-shirt. And with that, Colin, were you uh, were you at Atlanta, were you in Atlanta for holiday Thanksgiving? I was not. Um, our credential got denied, which was tough. Dang, I would have killed <clears throat> Harrison Tarr was there. Uh, he is currently in Atlanta. That's why he is missing tonight's show. But he was able to watch this game live and in person as the Auburn Tigers absolutely manhandled whatever a Hoosier is, uh, 104 to 76. Uh, did that without any help. Uh, on the on the scoreboard wise from Janai Broom, who put up two points, but Jay Will and Aiden Holloway come or both had twenty four points in this game. So, Colin, any uh, direct takeaways from Auburn, Indiana? I mean, we we kind of gave Jay Will some flack um, on the Thursday show, and he came out and proved us all wrong. Um, we thought it was going to be a big Broom and Ware matchup, uh, Ware being. I use big man uh, responsible for most of their points all season. Um, and it was not, it was Jay will stuck on him defensively all night um, and really just used his length to his advantage and shut him down. Um, overall, Auburn did great at giving him different looks. We, we tried out the two center um, lineup with Dylan Cardwell and Janai broom, which was just crazy to watch, <laughs> um, but it worked. Um, Bruce Pearl did a great job after that, what was it 20 to eight run to start the game yeah um at changing our our defensive strategy uh adapting and moving on which was great um like you said 24 from each Jalen and Aiden Holloway and I think the craziest thing about Aiden Holloway is he said that to get out of his shooting slump he called Draymond Green have you heard this, Dylan? I've not heard this what so he called Draymond Green um because apparently they share a trainer and so they'll practice together every once in a while. And so he called Draymond green and Draymond basically like gave him some advice to get out of his slump. And it was something along the lines of like, you just got to play hard all the time. You're a freshman on the team. You got to know that you're a freshman. You're going to have like bad shooting night. That's going to happen to any basketball player, but you just got to go out there and play hard. Um, But evidently Draymond green watches almost all of the Auburn games. Um, just watching Aiden Holloway, which is crazy to me. That's the best storyline I've ever heard. Yeah, a newest Auburn fan, Draymond Green. That's something I did not have my 2023 bingo card. No. I was not expecting to hear that at all. Uh, but, yeah, you bring up Dylan Cardwell and Jordan Ibroom playing a two-center set. Uh, both combined for four points, but Dylan Cardwell put up eight rebounds. Jordan Ibroom put up seven rebounds and three assists. And Janai Broom also added two blocks as well. And I'm still waiting for the day that Janai Broom decides to go into a game without fouling. Or at least yeah. not too much. Four fouls from Janai Broom. I think as a team, we improved a lot um, from where we have been the past two games with in terms of foul trouble. And part of that is I think the, the refs were just letting more go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but Broom really does need to to work on that. And free throws were great for us too. We went perfect, like well, thirteen for thirteen in the first half. Yeah, and twenty for twenty three all game, eighty seven percent from the free throw line. I will take that every game. And you, know what, you know what helps the free throw percentage? When Janai Broom and Dylan Cardwell <clears throat> don't take a single free throw. Oh well, that, that really ding ding ding. Glad we, we found out what the problem was. Um, I'll say huge, huge shout out to uh, Cheney Johnson for putting up a uh, a solid stat line in seven minutes. Uh, 0.0 rebounds, uh, zero blocks, zero steals, zero assists, but four fouls. That, that's wild. Did not know that. But uh, Listen, he's he has a little homecoming this week uh, with the, the game in Huntsville, playing at UAH his first few years. So maybe he'll go it, off in the VBC. Is it for uh, U- UNC Asheville, I believe? Yeah, they're playing uh, in Huntsville. Sick. So I will be at that one, so I'll let you guys know how that goes. <laughs> I will say another huge storyline from this game is, of course, uh, an, a psycho taking over the game as KD Johnson puts up 14 points, got a steal, three assists, two rebounds, went three for three from his free throws and shot five for nine from the field. Uh, I I love it. Every yeah, time he had a he had a great sixty second span where he like scored a bucket, got a steal, we got another bucket off of it, and then like I think it was like three baskets within like thirty seconds, and I would attribute it all to Katie Johnson going nuts. Um, did you see that he was like yelling, "This is my city" or something like that about <laughs> Atlanta? Yeah, that was. I, I I cackled. I can't lie. I mean, it's not far from the truth. He's got double digit points in every every State Farm a little little holiday hoops giving every year. I mean, if if I were if I were the Atlanta Hawks, I would definitely look in KD Johnson's way. If if I saw that every time he plays in that stadium or that arena, he just goes off. <laughs> He's great at home, but oh my god, away! <laughs> I, I at home. He's. He's sometimes really good at home, sometimes not so much. Well, well I was talking could... from the Hawks' perspective there, but yeah. Oh yeah, there, yeah, that, right over the head. Uh, but you had a, you brought up a nice, nice stat or a nice uh, a note that one of the broadcasters made during, <laughs> during the broadcast. Oh yeah, what what was it? I remember I sent it in our group. It was like phones ringing. It was um, sorry for everybody. Big. <laughs> Usually, Katie Johnson is playing for both teams, but today he's just playing for Auburn, is what was said. Right? Something along those lines? I think it was like sometimes he's playing for both teams. Tonight he's playing for Auburn or something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it feels like that. <laughs> he has off games for sure. Um, but when he's on, he is he's on, and he was on this week. Everyone was. No one had a terrible game. Except maybe Cheney Johnson. The uh, Janai Broom, I guess, points wise. A guy who just came off of what, 18 and 13 game? I don't know. I don't even know if you can say he had a bad game. Like he held his own defensively. You're right. And we put up a we put up 104 points and he had major minutes. Like I'm sure his plus minus is something really good. Like Probably. plus like twenty. Can't can't forget. You all it's always a great game whenever the walk on gets to go on and have fun. Yes, I was I was rooting for a, a Harper bucket because he yeah, had like he just driven over from graduation, like got there during like pregame warmups. <laughs> he tried. I th- he got in the game and immediately started throwing up shots. Yeah, he had two minutes and threw up three shots. He was trying to have a, a day to remember for the rest of his life. Like I graduated and I scored a bucket in an NBA court. And uh, Leo Berman finally got a three pointer. I think that's his first yeah. three three of the year. It might be his uh, first points of the year. I, think I can't think of a time that he yeah. scored a bucket. I don't know. That's my big thing with Auburn basketball is like my hot take is I really don't like when Leor's on the court, but I'll save that for another day. He's, he's a solid defender. I feel like he's a liability. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, will say Chad Baker, Mazar, and Trey Donaldson offering up great points off the bench alongside Katie Johnson. Uh, Trey Donaldson had seven rebounds, three assists, also got 10 points. And then CBM also got 11 points and four assists and a rebound. Uh, Chad Baker-Mazzara continues to be just a tall, more consistent version of Katie Johnson. 
And I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I love when players go psycho. And also, this is one of the one time, one, one of the few games this year where I've seen a stat line from Chad Baker Mazzara that only had, that had like less than three fouls. Listen, he's playing hard. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's a little too hard, but he's playing hard. I'll say I need to, those refs need to be around Auburn games more if they're not if they're going to let them play. Yes, I, loved that crew. <laughs> I will. I would love it if they uh, came around to Neville Arena a few times to uh, you know let, let the boys play, let let the psychopaths be psychopaths for a little bit, and <laughs> just let them have fun, man. It's about the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just chopping each other. Let them have fun. They're not. They're not professionals yet. But yeah, as as you mentioned earlier, Auburn will take on UNC Asheville in the Rocket City Classic in Huntsville, Alabama, on December thirteenth, eight o'clock p.m., seven o'clock Central. Sorry, I'm in Eastern Time, so I'm a little confuzzled by time time zones. And if you're in town on the seventeenth in a week, Auburn is going to be taking on the USC Trojans. Who, if you haven't heard about them yet, you're going to uh, stay off Twitter, stay off Instagram. Uh, stay off everything because he, uh, Bronny James, has officially made his college basketball debut in a loss to Long Beach, I believe. Yeah, it was. I know he had the chase down block, but that's all I've seen from his his time out there. I, when I looked, the game wasn't over, but his stats were like, oh for one from three, oh for one overall, one block, and I had seen the block like six times already. Sports Center top ten moment. It just yeah, it, it might be on there. It's gonna be. Dude, I got like four notifications from Bleacher Report talking about him being in the game. I mean, and I'm I'm all for it. Like I get to I get to shoot that game on uh on Sunday. So hopefully uh he'll play again and I'll get to have some good shots of the king's son. You looking <laughs> prince. Shut shut up. Shut <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm I'm gonna get sick and tired of <laughs> he's gonna have a game where he just has like two points, but that's gonna be the greatest two points that anyone's ever seen in their lives. And I'm just I'm fully expecting that it's gonna happen. It's just going to happen. That's but, Prince, baby. <laughs> but oh, I mean, it was an overtime loss. It was an o- they went to OT versus Long Beach. Well, they lost no matter what, so it wasn't going to be happy. Well, period. just to prolong the loss, just like losing. He had four points, three rebounds, two assists on sixteen minutes Good in his boy. day. Welcome, welcome to college basketball, Bronny. <laughs> well, to get off Bronny for a little bit, uh, Auburn men's basketball is not the only basketball team starting on Auburn athletics that got a win this weekend as <clears throat> Auburn women's basketball took on Little Rock. Uh, not too long ago, actually, and got the 58 to 45 win over Little Rock. Uh, on Scott Grayson, Grayson put up, uh, disappeared, 12 points, led the team. Jemiah Mingo Young put up 11 points. Uh, overall, good win. Uh, a win is a win, <clears throat> but you won by 13. Won by 13. Double digit win over a team who's not won a game all year. Uh, definitely needed a win badly just to keep. The heat train going, and still waiting for Savannah Scott to put back up her crazy number she had at the beginning of the year. Uh, she went six and six this uh, 6.6 rebounds. Uh, just a pretty all around good game. Uh, only two players got into the game that didn't put up points. Uh, can't be mad about that. Overall, good win. Uh, Auburn Women's Basketball will be taking on Alabama State, another winless team, uh, and they'll be playing in Neville Arena. Uh, on December thirteenth at eight o'clock p.m. seven central. If you are in in or around Auburn University at that time, you can go check out women's basketball. They're a fun. They play a fun brand of basketball. A lot of fun. Coach Jay, one of our favorite coaches in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, but with that, uh, we're going to go through some of these comments, and then we're going to get out of here and let y'all all enjoy your night. So, got ten comments up here. If anybody's got any questions, we'll be here as long as you want us to be. Uh, back up to AJ, talking about the quarterbacks. What do y'all think of Dante Moore from UCLA? I think he's good. I mean, good prospect. Uh, I mean, yeah. Five-star coming out of high school, like was the number three in the class. Um, 
we I've not seen him play, period, at all, anything. But you've got a track record. People thought you were good. If he came here, I would not be mad. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, talent like that wouldn't be bad. He he didn't play like the greatest. He played like a true freshman. Uh, I don't know how – I would rather have an established like one-year rental transport guy just for this year because I think Walker White's going to be good. Uh, I I also think that he's not in or around in or around the Auburn sphere. I think I've heard Oregon, uh, who I think he might be off the table now. Michigan State, maybe, uh, and just a few other schools. Listed. I just get such West Coast vibes from him. Yeah, I I, just, I would think he's going to stay in the Pac-12, but that's not going to be a thing anymore. Sad. Uh, uh, but he, he's I don't I don't think Dante Moore is going to come to Auburn. Uh, I wouldn't hate it, but I also don't wouldn't I would not remotely love it. I just need a little bit more experience from my transfer portal guys. I don't think he has it, and especially with Auburn bringing in a high school recruit in Walker White, I would rather have the one year rental. Which might be a, a weird, weird it's a very weird take, maybe. But I think I, yeah, I think that's where we disagree. I would I wouldn't mind having a young guy come in. Um, especially someone as talented as he is and seeing where he goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he, if he went elsewhere, if he went to like, I don't know, like Michigan and had like a Heisman like level season. Yeah. I'd be upset that we didn't go after him, but I'd call you foolish. I mean, you have, you'd have, you'd have grounds. You'd have a lot of grounds to say that, but it's, it's, I, I don't like going after guys who only have one year of experience. It's understandable through, through the portal. Uh, and then we got Greg Reeves not feeling good about KJ Ryan Williams or a transfer quarterback. To be honest, I think Auburn is done with the flashy pickups. The rest will be under the radar. Just a hunch. Uh, would a transfer portal would a transfer portal quarterback be a flashy pickup? Um, at this point, I, I mean, I think so. I think if you get one of those top like echelon guys, which is looking less and less like likely. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like you have to remember that the portal's not closed. Like it's just been a few days. There's a 30 day period now and a 30 day period in a month or a month, little more than a month um, where players can enter the portal. Um, and I'm sure we'll see a, a whole new batch after the bowl season's over. Um, and so there's plenty of time for like a flashy pickup. Yeah. Say, uh, so if it's a quarterback, I don't know. I think Cam Ward is as flashy as it gets. I, I agree with your take about KJ Bolden and Ryan Williams, though. I don't think Auburn gets those. I, I feel more confident about KJ Bolden than I do Ryan Williams. Loads more, uh, infinitely more. Uh, I feel moderate to decent about Auburn's change with KJ Bolden, but also we're also trying to outbid Georgia and and Florida State. So and yes. I don't know if Ryan. I don't know if Ryan Williams was ever going to happen. Period. I feel like that might have been a more of a pipe dream. I think. He, I think he heard offers. I and I think it's. I think it's kind of the same lines of uh, when KJ Bolden was at Big Cat and he was like this close away from committing to Auburn on the spot. I think him being there alongside like Perry Thompson, Kenton Coleman, Malcolm Simmons, and Bryce Kane, he probably felt like he was going to flip at the time. Uh, but I just think after he left, you know, you the honeymoon phase, got home, and was like, you know, I'm probably going to go to Bama. Yeah. I, I'm not upset. I'm, again, 80% of the Fab Five, I'm okay with that. 80% of the passing grid. A very, very good passing grid. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I, agree. I, don't, I don't think Ryan Williams come to Auburn whatsoever. Uh, see Anthony Gold with the Tiger fam. If we can get them receivers, I believe we can make some noise for sure. I'm really ready to get better. War Eagle, you and the rest of the Auburn fan base. Uh, I'm trying to the. I, I just want a thousand yard receiver. Like I'm, a, a, it'd be it'd be it's a breath of fresh air. I we go zero and twelve, and I'd be happy by having a thousand yard receiver. Whoa, no. Whoa. Be, I, I remember 0 and 12, and I'd be like, oh, crap, we're, we suck. Uh, but, yeah, I've, it'd be nice to have a fresh batch of wide receivers come, in th- come through here and just put up crazy, crazy numbers. I'm still waiting to see how many of the receivers we're going to retain. Because I know – I'm trying to remember all the guys we're losing through 
through uh, words. The uh, portal ineligibility. The portal ineligibility. Uh, because I know we lost Jair Shorter, which not upset about that one at all. Uh, one, he averaged 10 yards a catch, but I saw him. Uh, and I think Javarius Johnson has another year of eligibility. And I don't know if he, I, I don't think he transfers. Uh, lost Malcolm Johnson Jr. Not really upset about that one. I remember all these guys. Shane Hooks is gone, uh, eligibility wise. Uh, but bringing in Perry Thompson, uh, Cam Coleman, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons, and of course now Robert Lewis. I still think Auburn's gonna pick up another another transfer wide receiver. So just so you beef up that room, uh, that that room just needs to be just just uh, like when you when you're clearing, clearing out space in your computer, you select all of it and put it in the recycle bin, and then clear it. That's what needs to happen to that wide receiver room. I don't know if you're gonna recognize many of the names that are starting at wide receiver from this year to last year, uh, or well, from last year to this upcoming year. I think you only recognize one name on the offensive line next year. That would also be crazy. Connor Lewis stepped in in week nine and was already the best offensive lineman on the field. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, definitely need to beef up the wide receiver room more, just a lot. I got James Barnett. Fellas, who do you want more, Dante Moore or Cam Ward? Cam Ward. Yeah, uh, Cam Ward. Wazoo, baby. I don't even think Grayson McCall is even in the picture anymore. I have not heard anything about him. He's going to UCF. It's just where my brain is at at this point. I've heard, I've heard UCF and NC State, and I think he's been – people are trying to crystal ball him to UCF. And that would just be hilarious if he went to UCF. Because he's definitely just like a Jarrett Stidham to Gus Malzahn, just a one-year guy who's probably going to play very well. But luckily, he won't be there again next year because he'll he won't play any better in year two than he will in year one under Gus Malzahn. Uh, see, oh, we got some news coming up. I just saw this. So, uh, Kendall Simmons is leaving Auburn, offensive line analyst. Is he going somewhere else? Leaving to be the O line coach at Middle Tennessee State. You're not losing Jake Thornton. Uh, I don't know that much about Kendall Simmons. I guess I don't, I don't either. I know he's just like an analyst, isn't he? He yeah, might not I even see. have a full role. O line coach, O line analyst. Yeah, there we okay. go. Uh, cool. Uh, have fun with uh, people are texting me. Good lord. Uh, yeah, not upset about that. Uh, have fun with Derek Mason. Go be he's, great. No. He's, the head, he's the head coach there. Uh, go have fun. With, go have fun with Derek Mason. Uh, Obi one Kenobi has a quite uh, just a statement. In my opinion, Thorne would have been a good good enough quarterback last year if he had the help around him. I don't want to spend one bill on a single player for one year, and then we can use that amount to get key pieces around Peyton Thorne. Not a bad take. I, I I do think that having a higher echelon level quarterback does give you extra wins on your schedule. Uh, I would I would rather have Cam Ward. I'm not. Cam Ward's asking for two mil too, isn't he? It's not just one. Isn't that like one of his things? It's like I want to be at like a school that can like kind of fight, and then I want two million in NIL. And you're probably like out with three or at least two. I don't know. If, I don't. Like, I think don't think Florida State's like that high above us in like money, but LA and Miami. I don't know how likely they are to spend the money either. Uh, but yeah, I would. I would rather have. Him more uh, than, Pey- than Peyton Thorne. Uh, but I will. I'll, uh, if Auburn can build the team around Peyton Thorne, I wouldn't be upset. I'd be okay with it. And I got Vincent Williams. Did you hear anything about Perry, Tom- Perry Thompson committing, decommitting someone, but a heartbreak on his Instagram story and the new kid? We got to reply. We're trying to keep Perry on board. What's going on? Uh, I, it's rumors. Perry's here. Perry's yeah. here to stay. I think Auburn keeps Perry Thompson. Even if it's like, I'm confident now, I'll be confident tomorrow, I'll be confident during signing day. If something crazy happens, I'll be on message boards, or my name will be on message boards. I won't be on them physically. Uh, people calling me stupid. Uh, but I do think Perry Thompson is coming to Auburn no matter what. It's happened before. People call me stupid on message boards a lot of time. 
Them loop boys, man, they don't know what they're talking about. I got a lot of hate for my Robbie Ashford takes. Well, I believe a lot, that. A lot of hate for the Robbie Ashford takes. You were uh, you were loud about it, and that's that's the big thing. Hey, I, I still love him. Uh, Listen, I was, I was on your side too. If he transfers out, if he transfers out, I'm gonna buy another jersey because I'm gonna keep the bit alive. Yeah, I do believe he's gonna be the next Malika Willis. If he does transfer, he's gonna play very good for someone else. Uh, but if he stays, I would love to see him use still. Let's see. Doug Reeves, NIL is the Wild West. If I were a current college athlete, I'd probably take advantage. Nothing wrong with getting a nice pre-rook NFL contract to stay in college another year. That's I think yeah. that's a reference to the Marvin Harrison stuff. I mean, yeah. Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. Gets, is going to get more money playing another year of college football than he would playing the first, like, what, three years of playing in the NFL? Yeah. Depending on where he gets picked, of course. I, mean, I assume it'd be high. <clears throat> He's top 10 pick for sure. Let's see. Justin Thomas talking about the Heisman trophies. Uh, all I know is Trey Mason should have won it in 2013. Over what was that, Mariota, or was that RG3? That was Jameis. Yeah, should have. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the uh, Florida State hate coming out of you. <laughs> oh, 100%. And I'm, I'm not going to even front about that. J- Jameis, Jameis deserved it that year. I'm sorry. He, he was good. He was too good. Uh, last two, Greg Reeves. I heard one of the Indiana players leaving the team to get ready for the NBA draft already. That was a troll. Uh, it was. It looked like it was John Rothstein, but it actually it was John Rothstein. Uh, don't worry, everyone. It happens to everybody. I've I've been known to get tricked by fake uh, fake names on Twitter. Uh, that was not actually John Rothstein. Uh, he is not leaving the team per any any actual uh, credible sources. Uh, but yeah, he is staying uh, at Indiana for the rest of the season. And the last question is coming from AJ. If we don't get a transfer quarterback, why not just start Warka White from day one and give him the reps? It's not about throwing a quarterback into the fire, uh, freshman into the fire like that. I not all for it uh, unless you unless he wins it in the offseason. I'm okay with it. There are very few guys who I would look at as a five star quarterback and be like, that's a guy who's gonna who needs to take the keys right away. Like, I think Dante Moore going back to him for I think he was given the keys a little too early. Uh, and a couple of like the Arizona State guy, I'm trying to remember his name, the guy that Florida lied to about the money. <laughs> I don't remember his name either. Jalen Rashada. Maybe. That sounds familiar. I think he was probably put in the fire a little too early. I I think you have to give a a guy, like your your true freshman guy, so you have to give him at least a year. Unless they're just ridiculous as soon as they get on campus, then yeah, give it to him right away. I don't know. If Peyton Thorne comes out and, like, stinks, like, first three, four games, I would be very much on the train of, like, put Walker in. Let him see what he can do. Who do we play week one? I have no clue. I don't know our schedule yet to memory. I don't know if the dates have been announced yet, but I know that I don't think they have at all, but I know the people have. We're still like a a game down or something like that. The, the, technically <laughs> college football isn't even over this year and we're looking at next year. Like what's the schedule? I mean, you kind of have to, I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know when the season exactly starts, but Auburn, I may, might start off the season against Cal. Yeah. That's what AJ's claiming. Yeah, uh, if yeah, I think if if Peyton Christmas just stinks, if Auburn's a good transport a quarterback in that world, uh, yeah, don't Walker White. Why not? Uh, if he stinks against Cal, uh, I will say I would not. I'm not. I I just I can't get with putting, throwing a freshman in the fire like that. I know we did with Bo Nix, and Bo Nix was just a really good talent. Uh, also, it kind of scares me to just think that if we put in a freshman quarterback right now, it just he wouldn't develop over time. Yeah, then he would transfer to the team he beat. Then he would transfer to Cal. So Walker in this world, Walker White beats Cal week one, doesn't develop. But then after three years of turmoil, he'll transfer to Cal, uh, bring Cal back to, uh, you know, what, what are they going to be, Big Ten? WACC. Easy, so that's a that's an ACC title for Cal, and then uh, surprise, surprise, Walker White Heisman finalist. 
Yeah, known Atlantic Coastal team, Cal. <laughs> That's great, dude. It makes me genuinely upset still. Yeah, I'm not a uh, AJ. No, we do not know who our fourth non-con is. It is so it's Cal, ULM. Mercer. It might be Mercer, and New Mexico. Which I was really hoping that New Mexico was going to hire Brian Harson, but they didn't. I just wanted to beat him down in Jordan Air Stadium. That's all I wanted. Uh, but yeah, it's just Cal, New Mexico, and ULM. We're still waiting to get that last game. Uh, it's probably going to be some FCS team. I'm not. I'm not. I. I don't complain. Kennesaw State. Why not? They're well. They're moving up, are they not? They might be, but I don't know. We still schedule them. USA. I would say I would schedule like a Jacksonville State, but also I have Vietnam flashbacks to when they almost beat us in 2015. You know what? Get revenge on New Mexico State. Why not? Let's bring them back. Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech. Alabama State, so it's gonna, it's not gonna be a big name school. It's gonna be an FCS team that's gonna get paid a million dollars to play. Just for the love of God, beat them. <laughs> yeah, I don't like talking about money. We pay teams to come and do it. It's still a sore subject right now. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it just give me something like like Chattanooga. Yeah, all for Chattanooga. Uh, but yeah, I think that's gonna wrap up the show. Uh, Colin, let everybody know where find and support you. Yeah, you know, just go give my my Twitter a follow at Byersdorf Colin. That's B E Y E R S D O R F Colin. And of course, I'm Don Lark at Boy Tank on Twitter slash X at Y A B O Y the Tank. And of course, you have something right here on the College Loop where you should like, comment, subscribe, leave your comments, leave your predictions for who's gonna start a quarterback for next year and who where's all we're gonna finish in the recruiting class. And, of course, follow us everywhere else. You have us on Twitter, slash X, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all of those, all at The College Loop. And, of course, if you are tired of seeing our faces, completely get it, completely understand why. Luckily, Tar's not here to hurt your eyes. Uh, but you can check us out in the audio versions of the show as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And, of course, with all of that being said, this has been The College Loop Podcast. And where's, there's the outro. Thank <laughs> you.